November 11th and 17th, am I right? 17th. And right now we have just about 20 parishioners signed up for those consultation sessions. It is very, very, very important that you sign up to go to those. They're online. You don't have to go out of your house. The reason why is because this Real Presence, Real Future will continue because it must continue. As I mentioned several weeks ago, our diocese is looking at 60, 60 pastors in 11 years for 106 parishes. That means parishes will close. Some will merge. Others will become missions. And some will have pastors. We need to be a part of that conversation. I need you to be a part of that conversation. Now, no decisions have been made, but now is the time for us to be a part of that so they can be made. So please sign up. The information's in our bulletin, I believe. It's on our website, certainly. It's in the flock notes. We've been throwing it out at you for the past several weeks. Please sign up. Thank you. Enough of that. I want to take you back in time, back to the seven days of creation, where God created the world, the heaven, the earth, light, darkness, animals, man. What a beautiful creation indeed it was. Everything was perfect. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, and then they lost it. They chose against God. You know, some of you may be thinking, well, why is it that Adam and Eve were tempted by the devil? Why would God allow that temptation to happen? The simple answer is, is because it's necessary. For us to choose good over evil, there must be evil. Otherwise, we have no free will. And so Adam and Eve chose evil in that moment, and they were cast out of the Garden of Eden. And from that came... Cain and Abel, we know the story. Cain and Abel were brothers, the children of Adam and Eve. One ends up dead out of jealousy. Yet again, another choice for evil. Our brothers and sisters, throughout history, throughout creation, human beings have had many opportunities to choose the good. And in many cases, we have. We have chosen God. But in many cases, we have not, like Adam and Eve in that moment. And what was the consequence? Cast out of Eden. You know, God created the entire world, the entire universe. He created continents. He created the oceans. He didn't name them. We did that. We were the ones that separated them. We were the ones that drew lines. We were the one that created different areas where different people were allowed to be. Now, not to say that this is a bad thing, but we are the ones who created it. It wasn't God. But in that creation, throughout history, we can see that human regulation creates war, anger, frustration, creates evil in many ways. See, the thing is, is if we would have just left it the way God had intended it, it would have been perfect. Would it not have? Because in in those first days, it was. 
entirely perfect. But our own human desires, our own human weaknesses, is what transforms God's beautiful creation into something that we use for evil, that we drastically change. Not to say we always do, but in many cases, we certainly do. I mean, again, look through history. The wars, the Holocaust, for instance. Communism. Nazism. Marxism. All these things that try to cast God out of society. For why? They claim it's the good of the person. No longer is it about God. It becomes about us. And that, by very definition, is sin. When we turn against what is good into ourselves and cast out the law of God for our own desires and wants. Now, why do I bring this up? Because I think it fits so well in our readings this week. As we've seen throughout the centuries, throughout history again, this notion of what true love and marriage is. I mean, the first reading, we hear it in that creation, where God cast the spell on Adam, took the rib from his side, and created a perfect match to the man. The perfect match. The beauty of God's creation and law. My brothers and sisters, today... We are, as a society, trying to determine what a man is and what a woman is. It's because we have cast out what is good and turned inward on ourselves. God created this beauty. Humans began to regulate it. God created this gift of love. Humans put it into a contractual nature. Eve came from Adam out of pure love. But humanity's sin has destroyed God's creation. We see it day in and day out. It's very sad. So many children growing up without parents. So many marriages falling apart. So much evil has penetrated what God has put in place as good and holy. My brothers and sisters, we are in a place in creation where we have to decide as a human being whether or not it's our law or God's. Because as we look back on that Garden of Eden where we are all supposed to be now, that was the intention. God never intended to cast us out. It was our own decision. And not only that, God even saved us from that by giving over his son, by allowing Jesus Christ to come to this earth to be truly human, to be the one that we were supposed to always be like. Every, every human nature, every temptation, but always choosing good. Jesus Christ is a vision for us of what our life was always meant to be. But we have allowed ourselves to be 
overcome in many ways by the evil one. The father of lies. The one who tells us that we can decide for ourselves what is right for me, regardless if it goes against the law of God. The one who tells us that our sins aren't sin as long as we say they're not. The one who tells us that we don't need mercy. That we can fight each other because it's okay, no one cares, as long as we win. Jesus Christ came to earth to remind us what it means to be truly human. To be willing to lay down our lives for what is good and true. Society is the one that tells us that we are the ones who get to choose that. But the law of God is the one that gives us the freedom to choose good. And so as we look at our world, as we look at our society, our culture, everything that is really kind of turned upside down, we have to ask ourselves, each of us has had a part in that. What was ours? It may just simply be not saying anything. Not Desiring to choose good, not having the courage to. A lot of us struggle with that, myself included. The fear of being ostracized from our families, our friends, our culture, our society, our communities, for what we believe in as true. But we have to be willing to stand up. We have to be willing to respond. Like in the gospel, again, we've heard for the third time in as many weeks, we must have that childlike faith. To be willing, no matter what, to seek out what is true and to follow it. To trust in mercy when it's offered. To offer mercy especially when it's not requested. To be willing to fight for what is good and holy. We have a lot of work to do, don't we? But we can do it. God gives us the ability. We just have to be willing to accept that challenge. We've seen it again throughout history. Good people have stood up for what is good. They have fought for what is right and just. And they've done so without shedding blood. I'm not asking us to do that. That's not what God wants. He just wants us right here, right here, right now, to say to ourselves, I will stand up for truth because I know what truth is and I know what God calls me to. Because it's in that truth that we will receive the reward of the kingdom of heaven. So the words of St. John Paul II, quoting Jesus Christ, be not afraid.
Do not allow fear to be what stops us from responding to the call of God. Because fear itself, by very nature, is from the devil. 